light as a feather. Skip that door. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Sarah, what are we talking about in this episode? Today, we're talking about the complete pile of horseshit that was the Salem Witch Trials. Yes, uh, there's something that this coven can definitely get behind. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people vaguely know about the Salem Witch Trials, but in case you don't want to pull out your whitewashed history book, uh, these were a series of trials, persecutions, and general mass hysteria that took place between 1692 and 1693. But in order to understand how something like this could happen, we need to understand the vibe of Salem, Massachusetts. So life in the colonies was fucking brutal. Nothing came easy. Winters were freezing. Colonists couldn't plant crops for shit. They couldn't hunt. They were constantly afraid of being attacked. So everyone is just super on edge. And one way they coped with this emo-ness and just like general tension was religion. And religion in their culture was a huge deal. They were Puritans and this was the cornerstone of their society. Right. And I, and Puritan society is sort of built upon the belief that there should be no rituals or ceremonies that aren't found in the Bible. Like they're very adamant about removing themselves from the pomp and circumstance of the Anglican Catholic Church. Like they didn't want priests to wear like any like cute robes or anything. And they believed in the enforcement of morals and were always trying to punish behavior like drunkenness and swearing. Uh, so yeah, that we would have never made it like no. out of Puritan it sounds England. fucking lame <laughs> yeah really boring but yeah yeah you were expected to behave like a pure wholesome cherub and if you went against it people said you were a sinner and that you should be punished and so really sort of any non-conformity was just a thing that was not accepted so on top of all that, there was also this widespread fear in the colonies of the supernatural, especially the devil giving witches power to harm other people. So people were super on edge and always like, oh, am I going to get hexed? And then as an additional layer of why even try anymore, there's a smallpox epidemic that's going on. So a bunch of people are dying. And then there's also a ton of displaced people coming into Salem because there was this war going on um, in upstate New York between France and Britain, which like literally I didn't even know happened. But all of those people people are coming into Salem competing for the already scarce resources. Damn. So I know it's insane. Like literally they have nothing. And then it's like on top of it, like other smallpox, yeah. war, <laughs> famine, witches, like, you know, let's focus all of our attention on the witches though. Cause that seems like the most important problem. <laughs> yeah. So it would be great to know like what kind of transits are happening at this time. Well, for in terms of smallpox, there was a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, which we're familiar with already. Um, is and that because of, is that the same conjunction we're experiencing now? Correct. Also, uh, we have a few other planets over in Capricorn really adding to the fervor. Um, but there also was Puritanism was on the rise and that was like creating kind of like a fear of others and just like high anxiety um, in terms of like the culture and also within that sort of belief system. And that has to do a lot with like Saturn and Sagittarius because Saturn is like, you know, it's restriction and then Sagittarius is belief. So it's like peak dogma. Sagittarius needs to believe in something at all times and Saturn like wants to discipline and be disciplined and kind of just channel that. We're in a period right now of Saturn and Capricorn, so we just kind of understood this, and that was like maybe kind of the onset of cancel culture in America. 
and on Twitter. We also had Pluto in Cancer at the time um, that Salem Witch Trials began. And Pluto, I mean, this is just one that I'm super glad I don't have to experience as a woman and as a human being, because like Pluto is just like, just like this transient sort of uh, disdain for women. And um, Pluto's big change. And so kind of like Pluto... Pluto's also how a generation is remembered. It's like the generational legacy. So Pluto and Cancer is like, it leaves with that. The Puritans like are often considered to be like have the legacy of the Salem witch trials. So it's like the legacy of things that were, you know, like being so like um, prude that you can't even really understand that maybe a woman would want to live in the woods and not be by you. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's sort of like, okay, picture what's happening now with like a pandemic and um, women still trying to fight for equality and, um, you know, apply that to 320 plus (laughs) years ago. So it seems like a lot of simmering tensions, plight against women, another type of pandemic. So it's just like the same shit we're dealing with now. It's similar, for sure. (laughs) So, not trying to name names, but this all started because Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, like, freaked the fuck out in February 1692. They're flailing everywhere, screaming, saying they're being harassed by invisible forces that are biting and pinching them, but no one else can see them. Weren't they only, like, 9 and 11? Like, they weren't women, right? They were, like, children yeah they were were like babies for sure (laughs) nice nice and so after this happens their dad is like oh well obviously the only explanation is that they've been bewitched so the girls are like yes obviously and so the girls are like wow you're right dad and we know just the person who did it it's tatuba who was (laughs) our indigenous slave wow i love when white people do that they just they (laughs) love to blame their slave cool Great. So the town was like, let's confront Tatuba at the best place ever, which is a pub. So they brought all these children to a bar. Everyone gathered in the town in this bar. And they're like, yo, Tatuba, what the fuck is going on? And in this moment, Tatuba becomes the J.K. Rowling of Salem. And she starts going off about black magic dogs flying on sticks from place to place and how the devil revealed himself to her. And she said she was forced to sign the devil's book with her blood because of these two other chicks, Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne. Not to be confused with Sarah Demkowski. Yes, we are many Sarahs. <laughs> if I had to like speculate on the astrology of that situation, I would say that Lilith and Pisces is like an incredible sort of um, symbol of that because Lilith is the original witch. She's um, a point of suffering like in your chart and anyone's chart. And it's also like the feminine wound, like where we struggle to be seen or struggle to receive and be valued. And so we instead kind of like turn our back and say like, oh, we don't need that. Like, and then also... It's like uh, Lilith is like where you might be blamed for things you didn't do. And it's also where you might blame people for things that like are in your control, but like you just maybe don't, aren't able to see it always or all the time. It's like a little point of maybe um, like misunderstood narcissism, I, which like, I mean, that's a really uh, loaded word these days, but just in the plainest way. Um, and so Lilith and Pisces is like, it's like this water sign. It's the last sign of the Zodiac. So it's kind of like the psychic, like crybaby, like... It's like a baby and an old person in one. So, I mean, it's kind of like blaming a child for witchcraft, I guess, um, is pretty good. And it's just like this, like, misunderstood, like, paranoia, like, projection of, like, people's, like, like fear onto, like, you know, literal children. And Lilith, like, just in 
historical legend, um, Lilith was actually Adam of Adam and Eve fame. Um, That was Adam's first wife, but apparently she would not submit to dominance, aka the missionary position. So she pieced out of the Garden of Eden. She was like, "Mm, I don't want to be here. So... Lilith, but also just to backtrack for a second, Tatuba in that bar moment, she also dropped another bomb, which is important to note. And that's that she said, besides the two women she called out, Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne, there were other names in that book of like the devil that she knew were there, but she couldn't make out. So that kind of made everyone be like, oh, oh fuck, there's this more. Is where it starts. Yes. But then, Jumping back to Lilith, Lilith got really bitter after she got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And now she she left herself. But yeah, this seems like peak Lilith energy. She's pissed. And now she's known, uh, at least I think in like Judaism, um, she's known in fables as like this demon that kidnaps babies. So like, you know, not the best look. But (laughs) Lilith is important um, right now because her energy is like, shadowy energy it's what you rebel against it's associated with this like what i think of at least as like strange mysterious kind of witchy like it's like taboos i would say right dana like it's like i mean it's definitely if people like have taboos yeah it's like a great place to look if you have it for like there are like people who maybe aren't acknowledging their sort of like darkness and i mean they should like maybe they have like a lilith and like a really you know you can tell so much about a person by where there's this place like I mean, like, I mine is in the third house. So, like, of course, I have a podcast about gossip and astrology. <laughs> and what's the third house again? Communication and um, uh, mm-hmm, early childhood education. It's, like, your immediate environment. There's so much available. And also Lilith and Pisces is, like, it's, like, a powerful Lilith. It's, like, Pisces, I mean, I, I give them shit, but, like, they get blamed for a lot. And so with this transit going on, Sarah Good is one of the first women to be narked on by Tatuba. And Sarah was a pregnant beggar that was pretty unpopular in the town because she kind of like spoke her mind. She had disagreements with her neighbors. Like, you know, she wasn't really like falling in line with like this like Puritan, very like structured society. So no one's really fucking with her to begin with, you know? So this is like the stage. Sounds like she had syphilis brain. (laughs) Let's come on, we gotta give her something better. Her chart is crazy. So Dana, take it away, my friend. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I could do a whole podcast about this, but that wouldn't be interesting for most people. So (laughs) I'm just going to talk about um a few really standout pieces, which is that she had Pluto conjunct her son in cancer on that day. And like this is a like Sarah Sarah Dumkowski, um, our Sarah experienced that and she lived, but like some people don't live. Yeah, and so like alive to tell the tale. Yeah, and Sarah, Lisa and I both had it on our moon. Like you know, we've all really lived through a difficult Pluto transit. So that's why you you guys should listen to us. Um, (laughs) But like, so in trying to understand what this must feel like, I really just kind of thought of um, the song "Stairway to Heaven" and like not lyrically, but like how it's like. Pluto cycles are like this, like, dee, 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 dee. and then it goes into like, <laughs> you know, like the like guitar. I'm not going to do it that to myself. Um, but like, like a never like, ending super, song. Yeah. Like super long. It's like, like just a different, like kind of like different vibes and they seem together or like, they seem like they don't go together, but then, you know, you hear it. It's more of like a, and then it's just like really fast and then you die and then <laughs> you get to be reborn sometimes. And Sarah Good wasn't as, um, 
she didn't benefit in that way. But I mean, I I believe in reincarnation. Maybe she did. Um, yeah, and so, spoiler like, alert: she was hanged. So. <laughs> yeah dead yeah she's um, dead now on the date of accusation mars was conjunct her natal moon in gemini um and uranus had just moved into gemini and so like gemini like i said earlier it like just talks shit and the moon is emotions it's women and like it's your physical body so like sarah's cancer sun is ruled by her moon in gemini and so that's just kind of like that's really what astrology is if you can like if you don't know how to read a chart you have to like find like different like if you're reading a transit chart you find okay like this conjunction where do i see that in this chart it's like a yeah like cosmic breadcrumbs some people say oh yeah i mean that sounds disgusting but it's very true (laughs) so yeah uranus shows up in a lot of death charts um it was in kobe's i'm we're not gonna get into that any further but in like every death chart i've read i've been like oh it's a significant uranus and i haven't read that many but i've read a lot in just like the these are obviously like tragic more unnatural deaths is mm-hmm. that where you see uranus show up or is it in that's like a really good point I, we don't have sarah good's uh birth time it's a miracle that we even have her like her birthday, birthday. yeah because yeah. remember she was born in what like 19 or 16 16 right. well something. a lot of women at that time it's like they're like you can find like a, i'm excited to find like a historical like uh, i mean some authors i really like if i can find their birth times or birth times and like yay but like it's always like and he had a wife and like there's no information about yeah. that i don't think they thought <laughs> enough that maybe women should you know so this just magnifies the destruction of pluto because it's like just like these like planets and like gemini isn't always corrupt but like i mean it's corruptible um and so pluto activate activated by transit in her natal house as well as in it's activated by transit in her natal and then also activated in her within her natal house both by exact aspects it's not something to be ignored um if you open costar and see this just like stay home and prepare to die anyway (laughs) Nice. Probably won't. A lot of Pluto conjunctions, basically just kind of, you know, perfect storm for her death. But besides that, I think she was really like a prime example of the sort of woman that was targeted by the Puritans. Like, you know, she was a single woman. She wasn't submissive. She was definitely weird and just didn't fall in line. She was poor. She was an outcast, had a bad reputation. So it's sort of like, I think they went really out of their way to target sort of the fringe people of their society that just were not like them. Keeping that in mind, at this point, we're kind of in the timeline where everyone in Salem is in panic mode. No one trusts anyone. There's like wild accusations being thrown around. Grown-ass adults are accusing their neighbors of killing cows or pinching (laughs) in the night. (laughs) It honestly is so insane. Like if like me and Elise got into a fight and Elise left and then the next day like my chicken was dead, I'd be like, yo, Elise fucking killed my chicken. She's a witch. (laughs) Yeah, put her in trial. Like it was so out of control. Like you would turn a corner and a kid would be like, you may be blind. And it's like, no, dog, you literally are just nourished. <laughs> We're in Salem in the 1600s. You have cataracts. like <laughs> <laughs> Milky-eyed children accusing you of <laughs> ruining their lives would really piss me off. Um, yeah, so Jupiter uh, left Taurus and entered Gemini in late May. And then all practical like Earth energy was just abandoned. Like it was like, I mean, air, water, it's like... 
a recipe for mania like <laughs> jupiter joined uranus and and chiron and gemini um opposing saturn and squaring neptune and so it's just this is like yeah mania and like gossip and like taking stuff big like there's a definitely a consideration of like is this real isn't this real but like i'm just gonna say it anyway like get it out and then consider the reality mm-hmm. um and so like mercury also retrograde in gemini and like it's a comfortable place for Gemini, but when it's moving backwards, it just like turns up the volume on, on like what you're willing to say. Um, I have that in my natal chart. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> there's just like, you know, no, nothing to bring these people down to earth and say, okay, well, like what is real, what is true? And like, how can we be like judicious in this process? Um, and then so that like, Uranus and Mars and Gemini opposite Saturn. That's like, so Gemini is like just unashamed gossip. So it's like just going off the handle like, hey, did you hear this weird ass thing? And it's like, yeah, you know what? And also that person killed my chicken. They must be a witch. Like, let's go get them. Let's like, let's ring their necks. So it just seems like there's just no practical groundedness of Earth planets. So you're just like a lot of gossip. Everything's spreading like wildfire. Just a lot of mutable energy pack mindset mania mayhem, mayhem. <laughs> like what else could could you know like spur all of these crazy trials to happen yeah so the trials begin and i would describe the evidence as thin most of it was spectral evidence which meant that people would claim that the person they were accusing of being a witch sent like a ghost type thing to their home to do their bidding so it would be like i like dana sent her ghost to my window fucking broke in started giving us rashes and stuff like that that. (laughs) so like there really was like no basis or witnesses to back this up except the plaintiff so it was like the worst version of like he said she said there was also like a lot of like pageantry in the courtroom that kind of like amped it up a lot like there was a lot of people like moaning while they were testifying and rocking around like screaming like just so dramatic yeah just like real over-the-top shit and like all of this evidence which i say in like the most aggressive use of (laughs) like hand quotes or whatever which i hate but like this deserves it all of this ultimately ends up with 20 or 20 people being hanged and 200 people being accused damn i mean it's just yeah. kind of crazy and ironic because the puritans just like hated all pomp and <laughs> circumstance but then they're like going screaming and moaning and foaming at the mouth in, at, in a trial we are which we is just like yeah honestly <laughs> it's like you know like let the priests wear like fancy vests like that's not, i don't know like it's at least makes church a little bit more it's interesting catholicism like just yeah. give them a giant hat yeah Dude, honestly. that is like a hot take that's like I mean, a first i feel like very hot take right i don't now. know like maybe if you just like let people like have a little bit of fun they wouldn't have to like go accusing their neighbor not even like your neighbor had an alibi but you can still be like oh she was sleeping but she still sent her ghost to do this so she has to get you know she gets hung (laughs) yeah and that ultimately like led to the salem witch trials like fizzling out like it kind of just ended suddenly because it was getting to the point where like 
it was coming to like your front door. Like it wasn't just fringe people anymore. Like everybody was being accused. So finally people started coming forward being like, you know, like we got to slow this down. Like you just accused my mom. Like she's literally bedridden. She can't use her legs. There's no way she could be out in the woods, like tits out casting spells. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) so then this guy, who I want to call him a magistrate, but I'm not sure of that title, but he's like a high up guy comes forward and he's like, okay, we've made a horrible mistake murdering people because someone said they turned into a ghost and pinched them like poor choice on our part. So right now, if you're in jail, if you're awaiting trial and you have spectral evidence as proof, you know, it's canceled. You know, you're free now. You're go. Everyone's good. Wow. So everyone stop calling people witches. Um, everyone's like, fine, I guess like this is what we'll do. So in 1693, the trial stopped. And then a few years later, they have a day of contrition where they fast and hate themselves for killing a bunch of people for no reason. I don't know if that sounds like justice to me, but uh, <laughs> okay, we'll take it. No, I mean, honestly, the day of contrition sounds a lot like black squares on Instagram, but. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's just something to consider i I mean it's not something uh i'm not condemning anyone i'm not here to have a trial i'm here to talk about planetary placements and how they affect our real life (laughs) there are a lot of trends going on and just like the one that's super significant is um like on the day that they stopped the trials they were like wait okay we'll just end this pluto was at zero degrees leo and that's just like a switch from like hating women to like hating yourself like leo is (laughs) the sign of the self so in new ways of like introspection and uh you know it just kind of like i was like oh well that's that's that there and that was lucky what if it didn't (laughs) go into leo like I feel like, you know, 20 people, you know, thank God that that was all. Well, and there were other planets, of course, like, um, like, first of all, the fall usually ushers in a lot of like Earth energy with mm. Virgo and stuff. But like, I just the Pluto was like, uh, you know, like, let's like reel it in. Now you guys have you've hated women enough and now you must hate yourselves. And so like, <laughs> then that gave everyone a chance to hate themselves, which is really great, I think, for society. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, I think in general, these trials just really show like the dangers of isolationism, religious extremism, false accusations, lapses in due process. I'm sure they didn't even know what due process was back then. But, you know, fast forward to now when we do know what all of these are and we've read history books and we're like, oh, we're learning from history. But like there are a lot more examples of modern day witch hunts. Like you had McCarthyism in the 50s where all of a sudden you're neighbor and his golden retriever were like a secret Russian spy. And then my personal favorite, the satanic panic in the 80s and 90s, which was just accusing everyone of being Satanists all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, like I love the satanic panic. I don't even like like weird old rock, but I just think of like (laughs) ACDC for some reason when I think about it, because like what a time to be a goth. Like basically the satanic panic was all these people started accusing daycares of satanic ritual abuse, which like 100% did not happen. It was a lot, like the more I look into it, it was a lot like the Salem witch trials in terms of like the accusations being made were like completely unsubstantiated claims from children. So like Salem was like people just saying like, you did this, like I can't back it up. That is what happened in the 90s, but only with kids. So kids would just say this shit that, they were kind of tricked into saying by like police officers and like, in my opinion, like very coercive prosecutors and quack psychiatrists. Um, At the same time, something that's also interesting is that there's a lot of stranger danger being taught. So yeah, this is like prime, like 60 minutes, like stories of kids getting 
you know, picked off the streets, like, <laughs> you know, dare, like all of these things are just like everyone's, every parent is just like scared all of a sudden. Yeah. I remember oh, an Oprah episode I saw with that my like grandma like taped for me and had me watch where it was like, <laughs> it was like, if you're like, if someone kidnaps you and like binds you and puts you in the back of a trunk, kick out the taillights. I think that John Mulaney actually talked about this, but I remember this happening like, and like wave through or like kick and like, like punch through the back of the taillights that you're like waving and i just remember being like i don't like i truly being so afraid that i was going to be kidnapped instead of thinking like okay like what will i do (laughs) otherwise what are the events leading up to the kidnapping they never said (laughs) like you knew how to escape a trunk of a car but like maybe just like you shouldn't engage with strangers in the first place that would probably be a better message i mean my family yeah actually yeah we were big on like not satanic panic but on like kidnap panic like my grandma (laughs) told me like if i was ever kidnapped by a man to like kick him in the middle of his legs and if i was ever kidnapped by a woman to like I feel like maybe do the same, but then if anyone ever picked me up to stick my thumbs in their eyes. <laughs> so I still I think mean, about this. <laughs> so, I mean, we all learned from our parents how to deal with strangers in different ways. But the thing is, is like the whole thing about stranger danger, though probably beneficial in a way, was that it just made you fear people that like were different from you. And that's like very Salem witch trials too. Um, and the most notorious example of the satanic panic is the West Memphis three, which like I would love to cover one day because I'd love it. It's such a fucked up story, but so interesting. But there were three fringe teenagers in a small town, like a small Southern town. One was goth. One was like a metalhead. One just had like a low IQ and Aww. they were accused. Yeah, it was sad. Um, it was like one of those uh, situations where like, a false confession and they were accused of murdering these three little boys and they were found guilty on like no evidence whatsoever it was basically just that everyone accused them of worshiping satan and they said like this crime was so heinous that it could only be committed by someone who didn't believe in god so sad what i took away a lot from like judging these charts or like looking at them and when i say judging a chart there are ways to judge a chart it's a thing in astrology i'm not talking about like passing judgment (laughs) um like just like witch aside and like this kind of like mass hysteria of like accusing people of like having the wrong beliefs like i've noticed it shows up a lot when like the outer planets are immutable signs like sag uh saturn and sagittarius um and so like the behavior is like manic but like a scandal is brief it's like ah and then it's like okay like never mind (laughs) you know what i mean like these things like last for you know obviously like the people who are condemned for it um and so like the entire period of hysteria for salem is uh, less than a year long. And like we've had similar placements in recent years. Um, Saturn was in Sagittarius during the peak of the satanic panic in the 80s. And we had Saturn in Sagittarius and Neptune in Pisces when cancel culture started uh, really gaining steam in like... I believe that was 2015 through 2017 that like we're still actually seeing the like the remnants of uh Saturn or what's it called cancel culture obviously it's like actually I wouldn't even say it's peaked yet I'm not sure yeah I think we're just getting we're just getting started up again right. and, like I mean another episode for another day I would love to do um but like satanic panic um that was like, yes, I don't know, it was in Sagittarius from 1985 to 1988. It was like equally sinister, but more psychological in terms of violence with like greater pathology. I mean, obviously like science had come a long way, but like they weren't even like, they had like basically contracted like, like psychiatrists with like more like, um, who had like malicious intent, you know, it wasn't like they were like sort of like these, uh, objective kind of people. They were like, they had a, you know, an agenda. And so 
really it's like Saturn and Sagittarius is sort of like a theme here. And how often, how often does that happen? Like, is that a very, is that very common? Every 30 years, every, well, it's like around 28 to 30, but it takes usually 30 for like the exact placement to hit. But um, since Saturn spends around two years in each sign. um, So interesting. But like Saturn is a planet. Um, I personally, and I think maybe you guys can speak to it. Like when Saturn went back into Capricorn on July 1st, I like felt it. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, it's back. Like <laughs> just like having it in Aquarius was so nice. Like being like, ah, like I'm free, you know, I get to be like this person, but, um, I felt it. Uh, and so I think that people feel Saturn. That's why they call it the Saturn return. Cause I think you, like, you kind of feel the restraint in your sign for the whole time it's there. Yeah. Um, or like the lessons like keep hitting you in different ways. Um, I think Saturn, like it gets a bad rep, but I feel like it's one of my most dominant planets. And I feel like you need Saturn, like it kicks your ass, but it's going to show you like what you need to change to like better yourself or like what's not working. Like, you know, like right now it's in Saturn's in Capricorn. So it's kind of like bleeding out the wrong in like what Capricorn rules, which is like structures, government or big, like big organizations. So don't hate that much on Saturn, but I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate any of the planets. I think they're all interesting. And I think that they all can like wrap. I, like, I don't hate Saturn and Sagittarius either. Like some of my best friends have Saturn and Sagittarius. Uh, I know people who do, you know, I could really reference them. I could bring you guys a list. Uh, and I think it's great too. Like people need to be like judicious and like how they believe in things. And like, really like, I like that people can like posture it, but I, it's not a comfortable because like Sagittarius wants to be, you know, I've talked so much about how it's like a kind of a freedom and Saturn is restriction and there's like that there. So also Sagittarius is a sign of the philosopher. So it, it like cuts down on like different philosophies and then like maybe like really gets dogmatic about them. But then it's like able to be like, no, no, no. Sorry about that. Like you can have your career back. My bad. Um, so but- do you think like Saturn and Sag in terms of like so far what we've seen, like the witch trials, like McCarthyism, which we're probably assuming also like Saturn was in Sag, we like at least like brought it up for a second. And then like obviously satanic panic like what do you think the lesson it's trying to like tell i think a lesson of saturn and sagittarius is like it could be that like just like consider your beliefs and your philosophies right like maybe like people like i know how much stronger i feel about what i think when i hear someone saying something that i think is ridiculous yeah which actually then just makes me puts me on their level like so that i have to like really reel it in but like i mean just to get back to like the salem witch trials like something that i thought was super interesting was that they were drowning women who were accused of being like one of the um like kind of like tests of witchcraftery was like to drown women um who were accused of being witches based on the notion that like mortal women will float and witches uh have hexed water because it's used in baptism so like what the fuck <laughs> which is so weird and we obviously didn't get like into like the deathness of the salem witch trials but like this to me is so interesting because also it's like dude it's like fucking science <laughs> like, it's they didn't like- only get hung like they didn't only get hung they also were drowned as well well but i mean it yeah they are so but that's like interesting too that you say that because like being hanged is like okay like that's like a surefire whether that person's going to die right but like here's like a like, it's a, like almost like a fake opportunity to live but like also otherwise you have to die in the most like painful sick way like you can't even like use your limbs like you're just like floating to the bottom of the water being like i fucking just wanted to get away from these people and they followed me into the woods yeah um <laughs> And so, like, <laughs> the astrology of this, I think, is uh, Sun conjunct Lilith, um, conjunct Neptune. So all Lilith, Neptune, and um, 
the sun were all next to each other in Pisces when on the first day, like the first day that they like went out for hunting. Um, and so Neptune and Pisces both represent water and Neptune and Lilith both indicate a potential for paranoia or like an area where we might not be able to see clearly. So like an obscurity of details. And this was square Saturn. Um, so which is, you know, everything I've talked about at length. Um, and so at worst, I think Neptune makes us capable of like great delusion and um, the kind of things that we only see in retrospect when discussing the sort of like right and wrong sides of history. And like what was like, you know, like people being like, well, do you want to be on the right side? Like, it's like a thing that it's talked about again in retrospect as opposed to um, the current state of events. Yeah, that's like a great way to sum up all of this. Like, whenever Neptune is in Pisces, babies, like, hold on to your dicks because shit is going to get weird. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, Danny, you'll have to like let us know when that's coming up. But yeah, I mean, I think just it's right now. Like, oh, cool. Great. <laughs> Thanks, oh, great, great. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> We're almost done. We'll, we'll be done with it in, by 2025. What? Oh, cool. Oh, oh my God. Already... Like five more years. Can't we have, like, wait. We worst transits right now. Like, oh honestly. My God. What a time to be alive. But speaking of great delusions, our <laughs> next episode, we're going to get deep into cults. Yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Jonestown Massacre, Heaven's Gate. Fuck yeah. We're going to talk about cult leaders. It's going to be pretty delusional and and interesting so yeah yes jam-packed with hot takes yes i am so pumped but before you could listen to that you need to wait another week and you need to follow us on instagram at allegedly astrology for i don't normally use the word dank but i would describe (laughs) dana's memes as dank they honestly i don't know where she finds these images but they will make you chuckle with laughter at the very least um so follow us there for more behind the scenes content those memes and like let us know by yelling at us what you want to learn about next. Yeah, honestly, I like to be yelled at. And also, please leave us a five-star <laughs> review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to or across all podcast platforms. I would love that, too. Subscribe on every platform, on every account. Thank you. That you have. Yeah. And if you want a chart reading from Dana, you can email her at double D Astrology at gmail.com. Thank you. 